Uh, okay. Hello. <laughs> this is Clem Bianchi. I'm a courier, delivering mail in space, one package at a time. If you're hearing this message, I need some help. I'm trying to deliver a package to a guy on Pluto. Says his name is Gorge Flummox. If anyone knows a Gorge Flummox on Pluto, please let him know I've been trying to reach him about his box of Lunarian cheese. I know the box is full of cheese because for the last few weeks, I've started hearing things when I touch my cargo. When I pick up a letter or a package, I hear conversations and sometimes even see things tied to whoever the mail is for or from. I call it the letter opener. It's yanked me into some real situations. A haunted house, a pizza delivery drag race, and even a revolution to take a city back from the bigwigs who keep its hoverboard sports engine humming. You can hear all about it on Additional Postage Required, a bi-weekly audio drama on the Moonshot Podcast Network, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Anyway, if you know Gorge, please tell him to give me a call. I think his cheese is starting to move around in the box. What's up, Riley? Do you want to make a podcast? No. Hi ho! <laughs> yes. What's up? What's oh, up? What, oh. would, what would I do? But, but what would our podcast be about? <laughs> we could just release one of us. We did we, that. I know, We've fine. done that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And this is a uh, this is a suggestion from Cello Buster on Tumblr uh, at hashtag the Podcast Minds, mm-hmm. and it says, uh, "Okay, Andrew." We do yeah. a lot of podcasts on culture, right? On media. Yeah, I would say we're people of culture. We do culture, we do media, we do, you know, current events, we do big thoughts, we do shit like that. But you know what we've ignored for the longest time? What's that? <clears throat> numbers. Oh, numbies. I, I care very deeply about the numbies. A suggestion from Cello Buster says uh, a podcast that presents an in-depth discussion on every number in order. Oh, so uh, I'm going to type in Wikipedia we, and I'm going to type where do we in start. Well, it says in order because originally I was going to say, oh, we'll randomize it. Yeah. In order. That's, you know, I'm sure that this is a question that, that philosophers can argue. But what's the first number? Is it zero or is it one? I guess I guess that's really the question here. Do you start at no number or do you start at number? Well, does well negative one comes before zero? That's right? true. I'm I'm right now. I'm on the Wikipedia page for one, and I see before it zero and negative one. <laughs> yeah, one is not the first number. Zero isn't the zeroth number. There's 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 infinite numbers that come before one. But when you think of the word first, right? The fir- first is one. That's how you indicate first. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you. Ready? Um, I'm, I'm fucking ready. Let's go, dude. <laughs> My guess is that the first number ever discovered was two. Because someone had to have, you know, Augur Thog or whoever. Yeah. Was they had the to look at something in their hands. And it, it, normally they're just like, I'm going about my day. I have mm-hmm. my club. I have this. I have that. 
And mm-hmm. then they got a second club and they thought, huh, two clubs. <laughs> they had there, that there's a, a, a concept for how many of these I have. And then after that, they had to kind of reverse engineer and say like, oh, I have half as many of these for all of my other things. And then and then that has to work back. OK, so what what do we start with? What's the what what comes before two? Yeah, like later, someone I'm sure came in and was like, "Have you thought about zero? And like Thog's mind broke. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what killed him. <laughs> but eventually, someone understood the concept of zero, and then we were really off to the races. <laughs> so, in that so case, po- then- I think podcast about the number two, the OG number. Yeah, I think I think that is already a bold stance. It's going to get mathematicians talking. It's going to get people in there. It I have kill Stephen up- Hawking if he wasn't already dead. It'll kill him again. Spinning in his grave. (laughs) Twice. (laughs) Now, Andrew. Yeah. Two is a number, a numeral, and a digit. It is the natural number following one and preceding three. It is the smallest and only even prime number. And it forms the basis of duality. And it has religious and spiritual significance in many cultures. Two is probably the most important number, right? For some reason, 10 popped into my head. I don't, that's because you think in base 10. That's true. That's We live, we live I, in a base 10 society. It is, does that not mean that 10 has that importance as well? So I think that, I think that it's not prime, though, is the thing. And is I pr- feel like the most important number has to be a prime number, which, as it, I'm saying this out loud, is 2. 2 is, two, two is the only, only divisible by 1 in itself. Number. Yeah, the only even prime number. Damn, numbers don't get better than 2. Two trumps the it, it it destroys the primality of any other even number. Two is the reason that numbers are odd or even. You're right. According to my hypothesis, no, two yeah. is why numbers exist. I think I think the problem with this podcast is that we're starting off with the most important number, and then we're gonna be three episodes in and we'll be like, all right, who gives a shit about zero? Well, we're not going to go backwards. We get zeros for when we finish, then we go back to zero and one. Oh, you're right. We have to go two all the way to infinite until we somehow twist back over ourselves. We multiply ourselves by negative one and now, get back and, to negative infinite. Andrew, I'm here at in math in the in mathematics uh, page of of Wikipedia, which is kind of like the powers, feats, and abilities page of a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there are two known sublime numbers, which are numbers with a perfect number of factors and whom sum itself yields a perfect number. 12 is one of the two sublime numbers, with the other being 76 digits long. The first number to return zero for the Mertens function is two. Now, the word two was said twice there, so I think that's important. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not sure I followed everything that you just said. <laughs> I do love the fact that, like, they have a weird designation that only two numbers get, which is two, and then some rando that they're just like, huh, funny thing. <laughs> this other motherfucker Jolliver, over there. Jolliver noticed 762,485. It's kind of funky. <laughs> it's kind of a weird guy. This is Reminds ins- me of two. This is an insane Wikipedia page because it just, is just like a collection of math thoughts just kind of vomited up onto a page. <laughs> it is just like, I have no context for what a Cantor space is, a topological space, to, and then an N? Homomorphic? <laughs> uh, oh. 
homomorphic is uh, what people used to call me for reading Animorphs books. I think that you're thinking of homeomorphic. That's it. Thank you. It's a homeomorphic to the Cantor scent. In science, it's the first magic number? Like, hold on. I I really think that, like, I I... I I, I'm sure that I'm not the first person to think of it. I'm sure it's probably on this Wikipedia section somewhere. I do think I'm cooking when I say that two is the first number. I think you're right. I, I, I also, the ASCI code of start of text, like there is so many things that two does. I think, I think you're right. Here it is in the in sports section. The number of points scored is a safety. A field goal inside the three point line. The two in basketball is the shooting guard. Two represents uh-huh. the catcher position in baseball. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I I fucking I love this shit. And Math in- is one of those things that like on one hand I love it and I'm glad that like all of this stuff exists in this way. On the other hand, there's a bit of it that's um, where I'm just like, y'all are really overthinking this. It's very much like in the same way that I'm never going to learn the powers of a JoJo character. I'm never going to learn the powers of the number two. But I'm glad that these guys are having fun over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, seem like yeah. you're having a good time. The square root of two is star platinum. Yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no, that checks out. Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds great, Grandpa. Let's get you back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) The first Lucas Prime. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Lucas Primes. Hold on. Actually, let me read this whole sentence. Two is the first Sophie Germain Prime, the first Factorial Prime, the first Lucas Prime, and the first Ramanjuan Prime. It is a Motzkin number, a Bell number, and the third or fourth Fibonacci number. Third or fourth? I think Fibonacci starts... At either zero or one, depending on who you ask. You know, you know Fibonacci's, right? Where it's it's yeah, it's like a one, two, three, five. Nope, you're it's so it's it's the it's a number and then the number that uh, the sum of that number added to itself. That's, that's what I was doing. So, no, you well, okay, you you just got it wrong after the because it's one. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, big, one, man. Big, man big, so one, big man! Big man got big math. Big man got big math. No, you're right. You're right. Fuck, yeah, show up for me, big boy. What do you got? Oh, thank God I'm editing this so I can cut that out. Uh, <laughs> hey, Riley. Yeah, Got another idea for a podcast for you. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? <laughs> Riley, I'm going to start a new segment on this show. Oh, okay. This is this is a first. I am, I, I we need this kick of life. I'm elated to see what you have. It'll be a long form thing. This is really going to breathe life into the podcast. What do you got? Do you know what the most important part of a podcast is, Riley? No, no, I have no idea. It's the theme song. I, it's like the cover that, that you have to judge a book by. Mm-hmm. If I hear a podcast with a bad theme, I will turn it off. Right. My biggest regret with the podcast minds is that our theme song is too long. It's too long. Really? But you there's no good long. place to cut it. Mm. But it's like 30, it's only 30 seconds, right? No, it's a minute and a half. But our wonderful composer didn't put anywhere that's a clean cut into it. And by the time <laughs> that I realized this fact, we'd already paid the man. <laughs> well, you know, it's good enough to be that long. I'll say it. It's 49 Riley, seconds. It's 49 seconds. I think it's longer than that. I'm looking at the file right now. Hover over it. Well, I'm going to cut this down so that I'm not wrong. Uh, Riley, I got a, I got a thing here. I'm going to send you a video. Uh, I have found one thing that I don't know if you know that I do this. 
<laughs> I, I collect podcast theme songs. I um, I I what? find I find music that I like that I think you could make a podcast out of this. Oh, okay. And then I save it and squirrel it away. And then uh, I don't often do things with it because it's licensed. But I'm going to send you a song and then I'm going to add it to the episode. I'm going to have you listen to it. And then I want you to tell me what kind of a podcast you think we could start based on this song. Oh, this is a good prompt. This is a good prompt. When, when you pe- originally, when you said I, <laughs> you collect podcast themes, I imagined you going in and snipping out the theme of podcasts and you have like a vault, <laughs> like sorted. I'm just like, what was the My Brother, My Brother and Me theme before? Let me go to the vault and <laughs> flipping through a bunch of fi- floppy disks. Yeah, so I have sent you... Uh, I've sent you something that I found on TikTok. This is from a TikTok user. I saw uh, this video today and did not listen to it. So this is it. Eddie.ewi. Welcome to the Giant Beast cast. <laughs> is this so <laughs> fucking giant bomb ass fucking music? I've never listened to Giant Bomb. Uh, I can only I, I the 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 person. This is like videos as a response to something where the person says they can describe this music as blooping. Um, it's a very wet sounding song. What podcast do we make that has this theme song? See, that to, to me, it has that like, it has that like, this is a video game podcast that can kind of hang. That like, isn't what isn't immediately dis- disgusting. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is messy. It is like, you got somebody who does not know what they're talking about, but everyone in the room then clowns on that man. You know what I mean? It It has that vibe to me of like a, like the 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 camera coming up on just like a ru- a ruckus bunch. You don't know what the audio quality is going to be like any given week. <laughs> They've got somebody <laughs> coming in through Skype, but they're holding the microphone up to the the speakers. Like it's got that like yeah, fuck it. I don't know, man. <laughs> get, get, get another beat. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about this new strategy game. It does have very like. There is a very SNES-like quality to the to the sound. Like I feel like I could recreate this using the SNES sound chip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If not, if not that, if not that like video game style thing, which is so hard to get out of my head. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with my video game hot take. I'm gonna hit you with this. I yeah. I think that the Super Nintendo is the only trustworthy nostalgic system. <sighs> I think that if, <laughs> and if you're going. Some, I think I'm 32 into a microphone. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Uh huh. Here's here's a deal. Here's a deal. I'm I, I I think this is true, and I even thought this when I wasn't 32. Um, I that's not what <laughs> I'm also not 32. I'm 31. Anyways, I uh, listen. If somebody says to me, "I like old video games," uh-huh. I go okay. <laughs> And then Freak. if they say my favorite console is the NES, 
I know that they're sinners in the eyes of an angry God. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. trust them. They're bullshitting. Nobody likes the NES. They're just posing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're like, what's the oldest thing I could say? It's this. Yeah. It's like you're right. boring. You've got no personality. Get the fuck out of here. And then if somebody says the Nintendo 64 is their favorite console, they're just a speedrun freak. <laughs> like that's an era of gaming that like I truly think diseases the mind. Like the, the N64 <laughs> perverted a lot of people. <laughs> And made them terrible to listen to talk. Uh, you're not. I can't say you're wrong. <laughs> tell me. Tell me you enjoy interacting with people that have any care about Super Mario 64. Listen, I don't. The only person, the only Mario fan that I will respect in the least is Marn. And that's just mm-hmm. because I already thought she was cool before knowing she was a Mario fan. <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of a it's kind of a like, well, fine. We we still uh, accept you for who you yeah, are. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> I I I I I think I look at the N6 I I look with the same eyes that you view the N64 as mm-hmm. with like the PlayStation 2, I think. That's the thing. If you say that your favorite console is the N64, N62, <laughs> the fuck am I saying? If you say your favorite console is the PS2, yeah, that's a respectable opinion. If you say your favorite console is the GameCube, I think that's like an off-the-wall but respectable stance. Xbox 360, absolutely. It's when you go older and you're just like, yeah, the N64. No, I don't trust you. The NES, I, I don't trust you. PS1, uh, PS2 is just a better you. PS1. I agree with you with the NES. There I'm with you. N64, I will agree with you as a dog whistle that I'm about to have a bad conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, I, 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 there are so are right. the, every conversation in video games revolving around the N64 outside of like, I don't know. What, 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 do you, what, what are you going to tell me about the N64? Oh, you think Ocarina of Time is still the best game? It's 2023. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> Oh wow, the best platform is the first one they ever made. Wow. It's the, first one. <laughs> the thing that gets me about the N64 specifically is when you get to stuff like Goldeneye, right? Like that game's not fun to play. They made better no. James Bond games for the GameCube. For you the can, GameCube. <laughs> you can buy Agent Underfire or Operation Nightfire like 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 that. Like those are the games I want. Yeah, and part- they they remade Goldeneye for the <laughs> Switch. You know who's talking about it? Nobody, because people played it for five minutes and then went, "Oh right, there's a reason we don't still play Goldeneye." <laughs> we played one lost game from the 2000s and then we're like, "Was there anything worthwhile <laughs> before this exact moment? Did anybody ever do anything that I should give a fuck about?" <laughs> Andrew, do you have another theme song for me? <laughs> uh, not in a readily acceptable way that I can get over to you easily. Oh, I damn! I really like this concept. I I definitely think I'm going to bring at least one one theme song to every new episode. I like this as a as a way to move forward. Now this we've is... alienated all of our gamer audience. We can say whatever we want to. <laughs> they were we have we've alienated them so long ago. I I would love to kind of path together the uh like the the lines of like what a favorite console says about you. Like fucking I, you quiz. 
I do think I do think the Super Nintendo was like powerful enough that it like really put some cool shit forward, mm-hmm. especially in like the RPG space mm-hmm. before things had to be three D. And I I I I know you all know what I mean. Have you been playing Sea of Stars? No, I also the the other thing is that I I truly feel like <laughs> my my flip opinion to that that it probably <laughs> doesn't exist in the same place is like damn. There's also a reason we don't make video games like these anymore. I I know people do, but like uh, I I I I do not have it in me to go back and play that style of RPG uh, because I'm not 12 anymore. I've got I would, grand snails to take care of. I would normally agree with you because I'm also somebody who bounces off specifically turn-based stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. See, Sea of Stars is like genuinely kind of like enrapturing in the way that it is. It is what you want to remember that as, not what it was. And it is okay. charming and stylish. And the, the world is instantly grabs you and the music and the vibes of the whole thing get you in the way that it's like, oh, they made a good one. <laughs> they made what you remember what what your memory says it was. Hmm. I think that I think that you would like it because I like it and I only have like a passing like of turn based stuff and Jay really likes it. I, I you know, I'm just saying if you're looking for something, it's on Game Pass. <laughs> now, what other podcast you got for me? I have. See, I was messaged. Let's see here. I had. I've gotten some messages on Blue Sky. I've gotten Andrew. I have a suggestion here again from Cello Buster. Hit uh, me uh, from uh, you know the podcast minds Tumblr. You get it. Podcast of Leaves. Oh boy. Uh, what do you so, know about House of Leaves? You you're I, like a more well read person than I am. Yeah, I've read House of Leaves. Uh, do you know what House of Leaves is about? It's about a what if a book was fucked up? As far as I know. So. House of Leaves is about um, a guy named, I think, Will Navidson, who is a a photographer who, do you know the like, well, never mind. He, he's, I, know he's, that the, I know that the book itself is fucked up and weird. Like so, yeah. Well, the structure here, that a book is. Well, it's about this guy who's a photographer who realizes that his house is bigger on the inside than it is on, your, on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, except it's not. It's about... Um, a guy named Zampano, who is a film critic, who is writing essentially a dissertation and review of uh, the Davidson record, a documentary about a man named Will Davidson who doesn't exist. Um, but he's he's writing about this documentary about this guy, uh, who's a guy that you know found out his house was uh, bigger mm-hmm. on the inside than it was outside. Um, except it's not. It's actually about a guy who's found a transcript for this guy's uh, movie review and movie dissertation um, that is incredibly long, but it's about a movie that doesn't exist. Um, okay. And it is about him trying to read through it and giving his own notes and figuring out what's up with it as he uh, deals with his own life in its own ways. Um, except it's not. It's uh, actually about... Um, some people who are binding together all of this writing. Uh, this is the fourth edition of House of Leaves. Uh, and the weird thing is that the, the, this guy's writing about this other guy's writing and interspersing his own stuff as if the Navidson record doesn't exist. A movie that we all know and have seen. Um, all of this is told through like footnotes and uh, little interjections and things like that. Um, we could definitely make an audiobook out of it. That's Fascinating. You've told me more about House of Leaves than I've ever known. 
Yeah, uh, it's, that sounds it's, really cool. <laughs> it's really, really cool. I people say it like fucks him up. It's, I, so I figured that it was like, and then he explodes into blood or some shit. No, it is all. Um, it is all like uh, kind of existential horror and love that. It is not eldritch horror in the way of there's a big noodly monster, but it's uh, eldritch in the way of like. It like it is meant to be bigger than what you are able to comprehend. Correct. Uh, and like, yes. And um, it is also also a meta commentary on the act of writing and the concept of a book. I like for that. what is a book, but a house of leaves. I should read House of Leaves. Riley, it is so funny to me to have. You should read House of Leaves if for no other reason than I feel like you are going from a person that cannot read to saying, like, I should read Infinite Jest. Like, what if I just, like, do the thing on hard mode? This is what I was straight edge from, like, you know, being being bored, like, fucking 16 to 23. Yeah, and then you, my first drink was like, I should get in some the Jack Twin Daniels, Cities, I Absolutely. I want to drink some bourbon because I think I'd be cool. I think it'd be cool to drink bourbon. That was my first alcoholic beverage. This is I, you going from straight edge to four loco. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I I I went to my office in California last week. Right, I talked about yeah. it a little bit, but I hadn't truly processed it. There was a four <laughs> loco in the fridge. That's deadly. That's I didn't know scary. they made four loco. They should like. Sometimes I hear about workplaces, and I'm like. And I and hearing about like my friends that work there, and I have to think to myself like, I should reach out to that person and socialize with them so they get like a normal human interaction. <laughs> <laughs> I should make sure that they like know what's going on. Because <laughs> shit, like you saying, oh yeah, four locos in the fridge is like I should make sure Andrew's okay. <laughs> I should like check it, make sure he still has a base level of reality. And I see you with your snails and shrimp, and I'm like, no, Andrew's got it. Andrew's grounded. Andrew's yeah, Andrew's grounded. Today I set or uh, yesterday I set up a nursery, which is a smaller snail nursery that I found for these little hatched snails I found in my tank uh, that I didn't want to get eaten by my other things. I'm I'm a snail grandfather, Riley. I'm doing great. <laughs> Life is moving so fast. Next week I can't wait to like hear the journey of your snail, your snail odyssey. I I went to a pet store today and I was just looking around at all of the options and everything that was available to me. And I just thought, God, I, I, there are so many options here and I just want to know that I'm doing right by them. I just want to know that like, <laughs> I just want my kids to be proud. I'm of me. trying and that like, I did everything that I could without burning myself out, you know, that I, that I truly like was there and did everything that I could. And then I realized that this is everything that I've heard from like actual parents, like all of my friends who have children. It's the exact thing that they've said about flesh and blood human beings. And I'm saying this about fucking snails in my window. And here's the thing. Those snails are never going to talk back. No, they won't. They're not gonna draw on your fucking walls. They're they not gonna love be loud me. as shit. You're you, you've got it, baby. I think we're going with two very different directions on this one. I'm just like, yeah, these oh. snails don't know me. They don't love me. They don't like. There's nothing in return. It's it's all give here. No, I guarantee you, 
that one day you will walk in there and either the snails or the shrimp will come to the side of the glass because they recognize you. Promise? I promise, Andrew. <laughs> All right. Do you have another podcast idea? Because I'm yeah, realizing too, how depressing I am. We're too early to hi-ho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what do we got here? What do we got in this fucking list? I haven't checked Twitter. Is there X? Is there anything there? Yeah, it's too early to hi-ho. I got a, I got a podcast idea here. Uh, Riley, this yeah. one comes in from Thembo Chode, who says, A champs in the making for the hosts of champs in the making. Love this idea. We are dangerously close to doing an all Cello Buster episode. <laughs> but that is because Cello Buster writes in work. Right? Cello Buster sends in things every week. I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> They're officially the third host now. I'm putting slipping. them on the art. It's it's the Holy Trinity. We've got the Father, the Son, and then the Holy the Holy Cello Buster. The Holy Buster. <laughs> no. Riley, who's your least favorite of our friends? <laughs> I think this, they this is what questions like this truly are. It's just like, hey, this is well, no, this is the champs of the making for the host of champs of the making. This is not who's the least favorite of your friends. This is a list the entire combination of every host that's ever been champs in the making. Then randomize that list and then pair them up individually and right. figure it out. Figure out which two, which of your friends you like more. We've had a lot of guests on this show, Andrew. We Some have. people I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people. It's a lot of people who are just like, oh, my buddy Eric can be on champs. And I'm like, hell yeah. I'll tell you what, Jay, your parents sound very nice. They're gone first. <laughs> they don't make the cut. <laughs> they're, like, they're, they're going there round one out, unfortunately. <laughs> And I think starting from there, we have a good we have a good system, right? I think we will lose some of us in rounds one and two, right? Because also we will obviously pay the audience can pay to delete, delete to, to just delete us entirely. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's that's the great equalizer. Yeah i I really wonder. I think I know who. Don't turn this into a self-hating moment, Andrew. No, I, I, this isn't self-hating. I just, I know that there are people on the network who I would not win in a, uh, in a bracket matchup. I know that there are people in the bracket that I would beat. I think I feel the same. There this are is a that lot of people in the middle that I'm just like, I'm going to be I'm real scared. bummed if I lose this one. I, I, this is when we had that conversation of who in Moonshot could win in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> like we had to like really break it down and think <laughs> the, no, the, who could win in a fight. I think that the, the difference there is that I think that uh, you and Chris have done uh, professional fake fighting for a long time, which is nothing useless, and, useless. Right. But I think that you all underestimate uh, how tough a fight is uh, to the point where I'm just like, oh, I crumple instantly. And you all go, no, I think you could put up a thing. And it's no, I know myself. I've searched my heart. I know it to be true. I crumple instantly. <laughs> <laughs> be hit once and I would fall to the ground. I have bad up. knees, low tolerance for pain, and I just don't have the gumption to really hit a guy. We used to I'm about to God, I'm about to say something fucking insane. In high school, we used to before we backyard wrestled, we would do this thing where we would move all the couches out of the middle of the room so there's a big open area. And we would like pit two friends against each other in a actual fight. 
not like throwing punches, but the first one you get to tap out twice and then you lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I made it through one of those, but I can't remember. Yeah. Th- yeah. This is this is you thinking that fighting is simple and easy. I don't think it's simple and easy. I'm just saying that, like, I have remembered different fights in my life. <laughs> How many fights have you been in, actually? Do siblings count? Would you consider it a fight? Probably not. Then no. But if you would consider it a fight, then yes. Zero. Zero? Okay. I'm a lover, Riley. I'm not a fighter. I think I've got two. Tell me about your fight. Was it just fight club? No, 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 no. There was like... (laughs) There was just a time... I have swung on bullies too many times in my life. (laughs) But it has always been the very funny situation where, like, you hit you hit Anthony Cabrera in the back of the head, and then he just starts to fucking run away. Yeah, I've never swung on anyone. That I yeah, I I know I have before. I I did in high school once. I was egging a friend on, and I was like, "Oh, if it bugs you so much, why don't you hit me?" And then I was like, "Ow, why did my uh?" Why did my eyes flash and I feel a strong pain in my jaw? I And I got punched in the face and I went, oh, fuck. Oh, you care about that. My bad. I'm so sorry. I, I'm just here saying shit. So I did that same fucking thing, except I was on the other side where there's like a kid I wasn't really friends with, but he was like super mean, super rough, like definitely dealt drugs. And he said, hit me in the face. And then I hit him in the face and he like pushed back his desk and stand up. And I was like, dude, you asked me to. And I like was carrying away. And he paused and he sat down and he's like, you're right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to the other room now. I'm going to the other room. I'm leaving the classroom. I'm- Fucking dipping. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm not doing that shit ever. Yeah. Again. Like, I wouldn't say that I fought Connor Moulton. <laughs> this brings up actually, this was, I had, I had thought of a suggestion. I forgot to post it to myself, but I think an important service that we could provide. Okay. Is we need people to come on. And you, I, whenever I have a conversation about my high school, and like the school I grew up in, and it's my, and Mandy's around. She always looks looks at me like I've said like the most insane things in my life. <laughs> you are the one. You're the friend of mine that had a, a high school with a bathroom with no doors, right? Yes, yes, yes. And yeah, middle okay. school, elementary school. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with her. Okay, I think we need to have a podcast where people come on and tell us about their school experience, and we can tell them if it's normal or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think people need this kind of like shock to the system. They need to have their stories taken in by other people. Cause like my, my friend got married a couple weeks ago. And so a bunch of mm-hmm. high school friends we were all sitting around hanging out uh, and like our partners are there. And like <laughs> we were talking about, Oh, who's that teacher who choked a guy out? Yeah. He was like, it was middle school. He was eight. He was in eighth grade. He choked the eighth grader. It was Ben. It was was Mr. W. We named it his full name. He's like, yeah, but the kid he choked was a bit of an asshole. So like it it all comes out in the wash. And Mandy's like, what the fuck did you just say? No, there there was a there was a teacher at my middle school who was rumored to have choked out a kid. Mm -hmm. But I it's one of those things that like 
if it was true, he would not be working at that school anymore. And this one wasn't. <laughs> See, okay, this one was. <laughs> All we knew about him was that like he was a weird dude that was apparently romantically involved mm-hmm. with the worst teacher in that middle school. I'll say that hands down. Fascinating. Um, she was a monster. Um, and the people like said that he'd like picked up a kid by the neck and slammed him into a locker. But I really that, doubt, as an adult looking back, that's not the kind of thing that just happens. See, I hear that and I'm like, oh yeah. But but <laughs> your guy wasn't in, wasn't at that school anymore, and I know that's the true. principal of that school, and that would not have slid. That's true. That's true. I'm let me let me share some other teacher stories. There was a teacher who worked there for two years, and every she she uh, ran she was in the uh, sociology class. This is what the she te- she taught. Um, it was on the floor where all the football coaches who aren't really teachers, but need they need to be on payroll somewhere. That she was yeah. in that hallway, um, <laughs> and she would come so in. They and got the, be, oh, the history classes and gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she would come in. Oftentimes, the lights would be out in the classroom. She'd be sitting in her chair with her sunglasses on and say, "Today we're watching Aladdin," <laughs> and like shit like that. And <laughs> in in we we found out over time that she was. Fired for coming into class hungover very often. And like just like hotboxing in her car all the time she wasn't actually in the classroom. <laughs> uh I, I think one of my friends was saying that he like uh he was uh he was he had a class that was in another another school, like an AP class or whatever, you know? So like the smart kids all gathered together, go to one of the nearby colleges and take a class there. And he was like walking out into the parking lot, and she was walking out too. And uh, she was like, hey, are you skipping class? And he's like, no. She's like, okay, I am. <laughs> <laughs> she lasted two years. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> and I have so many stories like that. I know that there was a teacher who gave one gave my cousin a B because he said, oh, she has too many A's. <laughs> like, just straight up, that was his reason. And he said that. I do think that, like... Hey, you gotta humble a kid. <laughs> kind of. I, I wouldn't say it out loud, but I do think that, like, maybe I'm wrong, but like, there is something about. Maybe I'm using this this phrase right, but there's something about grading on a curve where it's like, look, if this kid's got all A's in your class, you should like treat his paper worse than the kid that's got all C's. You know. <laughs> Just kind of level them out a little bit. I look. There's a question of equal, and there's a question of equitable. You know, <laughs> yeah. why do the bigger grades not simply eat the worst grades? And my job as a teacher is to provide a quality education to all my students. And sometimes <laughs> giving a kid an education is saying work harder on this essay next time because you can do better. Uh huh. That's about and? as good as that guy can do. I realize that I'm on the other side of the table from my own teachers as I was a kid looking at me. So damn, they might've been cooking. Um, I do want to jump back a second because I do think there is something in a podcast that is just two hosts. Let someone come on and say, Hey, am I good? (laughs) Am I normal? I think that there's value there. I think that those are the best questions that Mabim Bam got. I think that like that was the promise of normal gossip until everyone kind of realized that show just kind of sucks. Like 
I think that like, am I good? Is the ultimate question. It's why I am I the asshole is is like is a pre- is prevalent past Reddit. Exactly. It's yeah. It's why that exists. It's why like relationships r- relationships is often a lot of like get a load of this fucker. But like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's why those subreddits like actually matter. And I think that like providing a space where someone can come in and say, Am I good? is like that's a it's a public good at some point. Yeah, yeah. You are doing a service. It, it is a judgment by group. Mm-hmm. I do you Andrew, are you good? Do you have anything you need to <laughs> anything you're like, well, that was a little weird, but pretty normal. No, I'm very well adjusted. Uh, very normal and having a great time. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to tend to my second snail tank. Hi ho! You know, Tony? What's up, Roma? I want to learn about a lot of shit. But, uh, well, Roma, you don't you don't have the time to learn all of the shit. There's too much shit. No. But you know what? What? You could learn more shit in very quick ways. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, got, you got a lot of friends, and your friends know shit. And your friends, <gasps> they could probably just yell shit at you in like 30 to 45 minute intervals. And then you can acquire an approximate knowledge of all of the shit. And then you could know all the things. But, but how? I don't know. Probably like a podcast format. You know what? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to the hyperfixation anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thanks to the Moonshot Network and acquire your new hyperfixation with me. 